Welcome to a Monday edition of Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. We are continuing along with our exit interview series with Gary Payton II today. We'll talk about what went right, what went wrong, and then take a look at if he can stick on the roster next season. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me Thursday at noon with Bram Hillsman to get in on the action. We will be talking Warriors, taking questions, and all sorts of other things. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, a little bit of a change of plans to our exit interview order. Jordan Poole was next up in the alphabet, but I'm going to save him for tomorrow and instead talk about Gary Payton second this morning. So we'll have Jordan Poole tomorrow. We'll have Kelly Oubre and some others later on in the week. But let's look at Gary Payton. Before we talk about how he can improve and how he can stick next season, just a quick review of what he was able to do in his short time in Golden State. An elite defensive player. Improved that right away. He won Defensive Player of the Year uh, during the G League bubble, playing for the Raptors 905, the Toronto Raptors G League team. Um, so one Defensive Player of the Year of that that short bubble season in Orlando. And then the Warriors signed him to the first of two 10-day contracts. Uh, over that span of those two 10-day contracts, uh, all of which happened in the second half of the year, he finished with uh, a total of 25 points, 11 rebounds, six steals, and a block in those 10 appearances. Uh, and the defensive thing was very apparent. Steve Kerr often talked about how he, how Gary Payton has this ability to change the, the course of a game, change the tide, change the feel of a game with that defensive presence. We've seen him, you know, use those quick hands to, you know, pick pockets and get steals and all those things. And and then defensively, he held opponents to seven percentage points fewer than their season shooting average. Uh, and that's according to NBA.com's advanced stats. Uh, that, it's a, in, granted, in 10, in 10 appearances, he did that. Um, it was a small sample, but that mark ranked the best on the team, better than Draymond Green, who held opponents to uh, 5.1 percentage points fewer than their season shooting averages. So this guy is... Got, he's got the track record of being an elite wing defensive player. The shortcomings are on the offensive side. We'll get to that in a little bit. So after those 10 games, he ended up signing a rest-of-season contract in May. Did not appear after that. The Warriors were in the midst of a playoff push. They were basically running with just eight dudes at that point, and so Gary Payton wasn't able to crack the rotation. I thought that if they got into the playoffs, we, we, we might have seen some Gary Payton in that situation. I even thought we could see some Gary Payton in that la- in that last playing game against Memphis if they needed an answer for Job Morant, but the Warriors stuck it out with their eight guys for right or wrong. Uh, I don't know that inserting Gary Payton into the game in that final playing game against Memphis would have would have been the difference between the Warriors making the playoffs and missing the playoffs. Like if Gary Payton the second is the answer, is the reason why you're missing the playoffs, then then you've got some other bigger problems, but. It would have been interesting at least to see what he could have done against John Morant, right? Who went off in that final playing game. So uh, we didn't get a chance to see that. Peyton did not play after signing that rest of season contract, but he is under contract, non-guaranteed for next year. Again, we will get to that, into the particulars of that a little bit later. But I thought what was so impressive about Gary Peyton during that time is, look, you could do that against the G League, right? If you win Defensive Player of the Year in the G League, awesome, great for you. 
it doesn't mean that you can defend at the NBA level, at that high of a level. Gary Payton's not winning Defensive Player of the Year in the NBA anytime soon, but that dude can stop dudes on the perimeter. Like, that guy, what he can with, the, with those hands, with the way that he gets steals, I mean, getting six steals in 10 games in limited playing time, I mean, this is a guy who averaged, um, what was it, four minutes a game? Yeah, he averaged four minutes per game. So you take that, extrapolate per 36, he's averaging 5.4 steals per game. 5.4 steals per 36 minutes. Now, he probably doesn't do that if he's playing 36 minutes, but that dude just reads things well. He, he's he got that Andre Iguodala-like ability to just smack balls away, get deflections, recover loose balls. Um, when guys are going, like that ability like Andre Iguodala where a guy is driving to the rim and goes up with both hands for a layup or a dunk or something, and he just times it perfectly. He smacks the ball off their hip and then turns that into a transition opportunity. We actually saw him, after those types of plays, defensive plays, push the ball on the break and get out in transition. And we know how much the Warriors love to do that and how good of a fit that that might be. So I think there was a lot to like from Gary Payton. Would have loved to see more of him, though. Didn't play after signing for the rest of the season. Would have loved to see more of Gary Payton. We didn't get a chance to. Uh, I think the Warriors will have an opportunity. I can, you know, It wouldn't shock me if Gary Payton were part of their summer league plans. Certainly, he'll be part of their training camp plans and all of that. We'll get into that in a little bit. Coming up, the one area where Gary Payton needs to improve in order to stick to an NBA roster. This is Locked On Warriors. Let's talk about Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews all in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. With tools like Indeed Instant Match, giving you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately, and Indeed skills tests that on average reduces hiring time by 27%, you can choose from more than 130 skills tests that, and then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications who meet them. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Support for today's show also comes from Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good and it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great if you're on the keto or another low-carb diet, and they have nine different flavors available now, and they're always releasing and creating new, exciting flavors. Built Bar has been with us for a long time, and we've been eating Built Bars for a long time. Usually in the late afternoon between lunch and dinner is when I like to have mine. It's a good way to give me the boost I need to finish up my work day. And like I said, Built Bar has been friends of the show for a year now, and we appreciate the partnership that we've built. Uh, so support the show by supporting those who support us. If you are in need of a Built Bar, just look, going shopping, maybe you need a snack, just try out Built Bar. we got a promo code for you. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED1515 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. At 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. I'll be enjoying a Michelob Ultra later on tonight when I am done recording tonight's Locked On NBA show with my co-host David Ramil. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcast or NBA coverage Monday through Friday. Uh, any exit interview with Gary Payton has to come down to his three-point shooting. Uh, he only played 10 games with the Warriors, but did not do anything to uh, quell any concerns about that three-point shot. He simply is a non-factor from beyond the arc. And this is something that has kept him out of the league, right? He went undrafted in 2016 out of Oregon State and has, for the most part, played in the G League. He's had a couple of stints here and there with the Lakers, especially in the NBA. Has only shot 27% from three-point range over his NBA career. Uh, despite his great G League performance with the Raptors 905 that got him a 10-day contract with the Warriors and a rest-of-season contract with the Warriors, uh, that was all defensive stuff that they liked. I mean, he shot just 18% from three-point range uh, in the G League bubble this year. And look, with the Warriors, he shot uh, 50% from three-point range, but at a, on a very, very, very small sample. We're talking he went two of four, okay? So that's nothing. That proves nothing to us uh, at all. And after signing that rest-of-season contract, he couldn't crack the rotation. It was kind of weird, right? He played 10 games over that span of those two 10-day contracts, which is a pretty nice rate of playing for a guy who's at the end of the roster. But um, after signing that rest-of-season contract in May, did not play again for the Warriors. So as good as he may be defensively, he did not prove that he can do enough offensively to stay on the floor in today's game. And that's the concern with Gary Payton. As much as the other stuff as you like, as good of a defensive player as he is, as many steals as he may be able to create and transition opportunities as he may be able to create, the fact that he doesn't turn over the ball, the ball that much and he's an efficient player with the ball in his hands, you trust him uh, to make decisions and things like that at a relatively high level. Um, he can't shoot at all. And this is not a guy who even really looks to get his own shot. He's not great finishing. He's not really particularly great anywhere on the court. And in today's game, that could basically sink a player no matter how good they are defensively. You look at a guy like Andre Roberson, who some people thought were, was one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. And he's, granted, injuries derailed his career. He signed uh, a short contract with the Brooklyn Nets. They didn't retain him. He's a free agent currently. Um, but even before the injuries and all that stuff, I mean, this was he was a guy who was on the fringe, right? I mean, I know he was on the Thunder's roster and he played a bunch, but it wasn't looking like that that shot was coming around anytime soon. And, like, there is a reason he's not in the league anymore. You look at a guy like Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. You look at a guy like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. I mean, these guys who were considered defensive studs who are just having a hard time sticking. And... Gary Payton is smaller than those guys, and he's older than those. He's older at this point. I mean, he's already you know twenty eight years old. So I mean, even Juan Descano Anderson, who went through like the fringes of professional basketball and played overseas and in the G League and all that stuff, he's twenty seven. Younger than Gary Payton, so I don't know if it's going to happen for Gary Payton, and if it does, when? Because it's got to happen soon. Fortunately for him, he's under contract for next year. Unfortunately, it's a non guaranteed deal. We'll touch on that in a little bit, um, but I'm thinking of where Gary Payton can carve out a role, right? And 
I think that there's still use for somebody with his skill set at the end of your bench. On this roster, you could play him next to Steph, you could play him next to Clay, and maybe some of that shooting isn't as much of a concern anymore because obviously you've got two of the best three-point shooters ever spacing the floor at a ridiculous rate, and those tons of those kinds of things are a little bit minimized, right? It wasn't an issue for Andre Iguodala. It wasn't really an issue for Sean Livingston, who didn't shoot much from three-point range. The, my, my concern would be, can you play him with Draymond Green? Because if those are if you're just trying to get two really high level defensive players on the floor, I mean, could you do a lineup with, you know, Steph, Clay, Gary Payton, Wiggins, and Draymond, right? I I still don't know that opponents respect Andrew Wiggins from beyond the arc the way that they probably should. He shot thirty eight percent last year from three. Uh, can you can you get away with that? Can you get away with two players who are offensively non factors? Now, part of Draymond Green's exit interview in real life, his real-life exit interview was, hey, we need you to score more. And so if he becomes more of a scoring threat, not from three-point range, because I don't think that's ever coming back. I think that was an anomaly the one year he's a, a good three-point shooter. But if he could at least be more of a factor on drives and in the paint, then at least you get some of that involved, and you have to at least pay attention to him in a way that you didn't really need to pay attention to Draymond this last year. And then you're able to play a guy like Gary Payton. But you're talking about a lot of things that have to go right in a lineup, and very specific kinds of lineups where Gary Payton can play. Now... You look at the playoffs and you look at, you know, the kind of lineups that a team like um, Philadelphia ran out there in game one against Atlanta, for example. At the end of that game, they had Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and then a bunch of defensive players like Matisse Seibel and, all, and, and you know, their defensive specialists out on the floor. Why? Because they're relying on Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons to be their offense, to score their points. And so you could maybe survive with Gary Payton and Draymond Green and Kevon Looney out there, just be a really high-level defensive team as long as Steph and Clay can score your points or maybe throw Wiggins in there and maybe Wiggins can help you score some points. So there might be some lineups where they could do that. So I like Gary Payton. I just don't think that he was able to prove enough that he could be a night-to-night rotation player, certainly, but even a guy that is on the end of your roster. It's just really hard to find room for guys like Gary Payton in today's NBA. But if there is a team that can find a role for Gary Payton, I think it's it's a team like the Warriors that despite, I know I'm saying this after they they finished the, the season ranked 20th in offensive rating, but you kind of know where your offense is already coming from, right? You're just hoping to get more of it. You're hoping for guys like Andrew Wiggins and Juan Descano-Anderson and Draymond Green to step up a little bit more and for Klay Thompson to return and be an efficient shooter and all that stuff. And then that should lift the offense uh, uh, quite a bit. Uh, so you know where your offense is coming from, and you just want guys, I guess, that are specialists at the end of your bench. And maybe Gary Payton could carve out a role for himself that way. Uh, we look at Gary Payton's contract next and his chances of making the team next season. This is Locked On Warriors. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA playoffs are on, and even though the Warriors aren't a part of it, you can be. Take a look at the spreads, the money lines, the over-unders, and more at BetOnline.ag. For tonight, I'm looking at the Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee Bucks. Game two of this game. Now, Brooklyn took game one, and they are favored by one and a half points tonight against Milwaukee. But I like Milwaukee. The The... The Bucks were one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league over the course of the regular season and in that first round against Miami, but they didn't shoot well from beyond the arc in that first game against Brooklyn. 
The Nets will also be without James Harden, ruled out for Game 2 with his hamstring issue. And yet the Nets are somehow one-and-a-half-point favorites. I like Milwaukee. I like Milwaukee with the points, and I like Milwaukee with the money line to get the win. BetOnline also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered. For all the news, scores, and odds, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked on. Again, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Put some money down on the Nets or on the Bucks, sorry, tonight to cover. Only when you use that promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Tomorrow's episode is about Jordan Poole and how he can build on a successful sophomore season. So make sure to check out and subscribe. The Locked On Warriors, we are having some issues with Apple Podcasts right now, but you can always listen on Spotify, Odyssey, Podcast Addict, and anywhere else that you can get podcasts. Um, Talking about Gary Payton and his ability to stick to this roster next year. Now, this is one of the guys who, he's among four players on a non-guaranteed contract next year um, and is very much on the fringe, very much on the bubble of next year's roster but has will have an opportunity to make it. The Warriors have 13 players under contract for next season, not including Kent Bazemore, who Bob Myers said he'd like to bring back. Um, and they have as many as two first-round picks in the lottery. They'll have a mid-level exception to use, and then they could sign anybody that they want to a veteran minimum deal. So they can add any amount of players uh, to this roster. Because Gary Payton has more than four years of NBA experience, he is not eligible to sign a two-way contract. So the Warriors will also have two of their two-way contract spots open because Nico Mannion not guaranteed to have that one the 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 one two-way spot that's currently occupied right now and then of course Juan Toscano Anderson got promoted out of that two-way contract during the regular season um so Gary Payton's going to be competing with Damian Lee also non-guaranteed for next year Michael Mulder uh also non-guaranteed next year and in that backcourt uh both of Damian Lee and Michael Mulder currently higher in the pecking order than Gary Payton Mulder's the floor spacing guy, was one of those top eight guys, that eight-man group that finished out the regular season for the Warriors. Damian Lee probably would have had Michael Mulder's spot had he not been dealing with uh, the bout of the coronavirus that he was dealing with and everything that came with it. Uh, so you like those guys. You like their chances of beating out Gary Payton, but Damian Lee Michael Mulder, those guys are not as good defensively, uh, even though I think they're solid defensively. Mulder's iffy, but he's got potential there. He's long, athletic. Uh, Damian Lee is solid, uh, tries hard, knows where to be. But Gary Payton's certainly much better than those guys defensively. And both Damian Lee and Michael Mulder thrive as sort of floor spacers. So I don't know. Could the Warriors favor, for example, Damian Lee and say, you know what, we got a floor spacing kind of guy in Damian Lee. Maybe we want more of a defensive specialist coming off the bench instead of Michael Mulder. I don't know. Uh, But to look at Gary Payton's contract, non-guaranteed, for the most part, becomes gar- it becomes partially guaranteed on August 11th. So chances are he'll probably get that guarantee. It's about $650,000. He'll probably get that money. And then uh, the rest of that money, $1.3 million, becomes guaranteed on opening night. So if he's on the roster on opening night, his contract becomes guaranteed. So he is very much on a training camp deal. That's how we can view Gary Payton. He is on a training camp deal similar to Damian Lee, same, similar to Michael Mulder. It's going to take a strong summer league, preseason, training camp, offseason workouts, all these things for him to prove that he should be on the roster. Uh, I don't love Gary Payton's chances, if we're being honest. 
I, th- I think that having a guy with his skill set as a specialist off the bench is valuable. But in today's NBA, where you only have 15 guys, and in, in Gary Payton's situation, not eligible for one of those two-way contract spots, it's just too much of a numbers crunch. The Warriors have too much on the line. I think that you trust that your defense can remain in the top five next year with or without Gary Payton coming off of your bench. And you can probably, get, and you're going to be looking anyway for other 3 and D type guys. Like whatever you do with this mid level exception, whatever you do with this veteran minimum, you're going to be looking for guys who can defend at a high level because that's your identity if you're the Warriors right now. You are a defensive minded team that goes as, you, as Steph Curry goes on offense. And I think you're looking to double down on that identity, obviously, create more spacing. Uh, create some more offense, and right now, uh, Gary Payton's just not able to do that offensively. And defensively, while he's very good, I don't, you know, and the numbers were good. He wasn't doing it at a high le- uh, in, in a in a high amount of minutes, and he wasn't doing it against the top competition, right? Like he was guarding guys. Like his best games came against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is basically a team of Gary Payton's at this point, which is a bunch of a, a team of fringe NBA players. Um, so I don't think he did enough to prove. Now, again, he'll have training camp. He'll have preseason. We'll see if he, that three-point shot comes around. But even if that comes around in preseason training camp, do you believe in it? Not seeing it on an NBA court? I don't know. He'll have an opportunity, but I would probably bet against him being on the roster by opening night. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg, or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarianewsgroup.com. Now get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.